You are now listening to The Wang Saku Podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Wang Saku Podcast. I am Farah Kalili, the host of the show. This show is about everything you need to know about surviving in Malaysia as a Malaysian. Along with me is Saravanan and Amir to discuss today's topic that is how budgeting can help you choose the right financial decisions. Thank you for having us on this wonderful show. Um, I think the motive of this show is simply to you know, discuss about things that we don't really discuss in the working life and the regular Malaysians who's just starting out their life and um, you know the new guy who just got his job yesterday trying to figure out life and also for the guys with the new kids in town <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying to navigate their life too so it's it's middle you know the, the, the guys are starting up a bit um, mm-hmm. just some points of directions hopefully you know from our discussions that somebody may find this beneficial it's a, a no frills um, podcast is that is that right? No frills podcast. No frills. Yeah. No like no, no filter podcast. Like a no, no, no filter no podcast. I don't know what you call this, but it's yeah, it's a podcast that we just sembang saja lah. Yeah, betul. Betul. Oh yeah, no frills means without unnecessary extras or like something like that. Yeah. So yeah. So this, I mean, let's Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's how you navigate. That's like the first step to navigating yes. in life is to right. Google every single thing you don't know. <laughs> Google yeah, everything. They didn't have everything. this t- 40 years ago, you know. That's what my parents always tell me. Not my parents. Lah. Just ask. I, I think Saren, even your older sibling, I bet this is stuff like that. Yeah, but in my day, we didn't have Google. Mm-hmm. We had to literally look up the encyclopedia. For <laughs> I, always, I always hear stories about my mom like, uh, especially when she was in like college she said that like, you didn't have google you literally had to go to like libraries to search up like just one thing that you don't know or you just need to add into your paper and stuff like that so I'm like imagining life during that wow. time is like wow imagine, imagine, <laughs> yeah, imagine the effort I mean this literally going showing up to the library is already in a big effort and then literally going and finding you know books after books for your reference material. I had that for a brief, you know, brief point of time. You know, in in my school, we had this library and uh, I used to just go there to just chill out actually most of the time, not for any reference. Because, you know, in schools, they don't allow your phones, right? At that point yeah. of time, um, phones were just starting off and uh, I had some, uh, I had a phone, but yeah, you know, the teachers will collect it at that point of time. Uh-huh. And then, mm-hmm. so you, you left like, you either you go to the lab and try to Google something in the lab and even Google is fairly new in usage for, I know this is like early 2000s or something. Uh, so it's pretty, you know, Stone Age also a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, then when you used to go to the library just to like seek out stuff. So we just dig out all these old, old books uh, and, and, you know, you find out funny histories and and stuff like that that's actually like nobody even would bother even open those books yeah, but because yeah. you don't have that access right like you literally will look for other things uh, mm-hmm. which I think is good you know it's something that we don't uh, have in this generation here 
we don't go and like just randomly pick up something and learn something. We are always on demand at the moment, which yeah, kind of sucks. True. You know, uh, I think that that needs to improve in a little uh, for our next generation. Uh, everything yeah. is getting too much automated, too much Google, uh-huh. not so good too. Yeah, everything now macam is very automated. Uh, people have a lot of choices if you guys uh, realize not just like in the good things but like apa, uh, ways to spend money I would say like that also like uh, it's a whole other thing nowadays like if you tell our parents back then um, yeah uh, what do you spend your money on and then they probably tell you something like oh I buy nasi lemak I buy the like, ice or I buy the powder shampoo or whatever but like um The way they put it is like so once in a month kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. Everyone back then seems to have less money or something. Um, and then they say that they're good at saving. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's also frugal because... La. Yeah, more, more frugal. But at the same time, they did not have like all these uh, avenues to like throw your money at. Like, like, like oh, now, yeah, like dulu, I would say maybe... Okay, la, I'm not an old person. But it's, it's safe to say that Everything that you want to buy at the shop had like a good purpose or it's practical. Macam now, like you would find like you don't even really need it. But uh, for instance, uh, you know that dancing cactus, the decoration. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one. everybody somehow has in the <laughs> house yeah. for some yeah. reason. Or like, apa... I see. I probably have some in my room right now. Uh, I uh, I think besides the the that cactus thing that was like that, irreversible the reversible squid toy. Oh yeah, yeah. What was that? Tertiba and like, uh, it's a plushie <laughs> to show people how you feel. Like back then, people had to speak. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Now you have a plushie toy. to represent <laughs> that feeling. It's this one. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. Like, I don't uh, know these toys. <laughs> it, it you was see like, them a lot on like TikTok <laughs> especially. Yeah, it's like Or this like... reversible plushie. I send it in the group. So um, you would see yeah yeah. Like Farah like girls again like minta their boyfriend something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this kinds happy. of behavior, um, sorry, I mean this kind of yeah. behavior kinds of like you know it's very much impulsive. Mm. Yep. You you buy based on emotions like oh okay this is cool let's just buy this is ah oh, it's only nine bucks oh it's only ten bucks it's not going to mm-hmm. cost or, much or like the... you see somebody buying it and you feel like oh I should have it too yeah oh yeah exactly. yeah it's like a peer pressure <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe pressure. like you see somebody having it and you feel like oh that must make them happy so I, I like oh they 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 look so happy maybe it's because of that thing that they bought so I want to buy uh-huh. it too. And then when you yeah. buy it, and then you realize it's just it's sitting somewhere else, lonely without any love. <laughs> yeah, we become sad anyway at the end of the day. And that's the the, the dopamine effect, you know. You say when you when you buy something, that the act of thinking of buying something that uh-huh. excites you, but the moment you buy it, you don't have that excitement anymore. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just gone. Then you're like, it's next like thing, a shot of thing. like coffee, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's like that rush you get, and then like once it's done, uh, you know, you're like, oh, okay. You don't feel good anymore. It's like it's just that short-lived enjoyment that you get. I think it's amazing how buying has that effect on you. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, we all know Grab, right? 
we mm-hmm. we grab. I mean, like it's yeah. like a it's like a, you know uh, it's designed for you to like keep <laughs> spending money. It's just mm-hmm. it's so convenient that you don't realize that you know after it, it, especially after the pandemic, you know, pre-pandemic when Grab was there, I used to like even compare the price. Like uh, Grab cost this much, the actual restaurant will be cheaper. If you literally go and you buy and you you tap out back, it'll be cheaper than getting it on Grab. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, yep. The prices sometimes will be like, you know, sometimes double certain places. Like if you buy roti canai for like uh, one ringgit in the shop, it's like three ringgit on Grab. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So it's like literally double the cost. But ever since two years into the pandemic and all that, I've really like lost count what is original price and what's the actual price. So you've got used to it, number one. And the act of convenience of the so many varieties that like everybody's on Grab now. Like the restaurants that you thought they won't be on Grab is also on Grab today. And you just keep buying, you know, like you don't realize like these things cost a lot of money and you just get used to it and you, you tell yourself like, oh, this is fine. But you, you, it just adds up and then finally you're like, oh shit, we just spend a lot of money on Grab. This is a I don't know if it's a design on purpose or what, but yes, definitely. I think it is. Because defini- <laughs> definitely, I, me and my family are like those people who buy on Grab every single day for food. We don't really, uh-huh. we don't really cook at home, so we depend on like Food Panda and Grab to get our meals every day. Like just two years ago, it wasn't like this. It, it's the yeah. pandemic, of course, that, that set this whole... Uh, you know, the fear of going out and buying food is is so much. I mean, I don't want to step into a restaurant and buy something, but I'm willing to spend extra money on Grab. So that whole psychology, that fear, uh, these guys are riding on this. And it's crazy the amounts of money they're making. And, and you guys realize that there's this new credit system? Yeah, pay later, right? Yeah, Over. like what's that? Spend <laughs> like, more? Get you don't get to choose now. To eat? You don't get to choose. They already like, made it the default paying method and then like you don't realize that you use the service I mean it's good now you know but and then next month it gets deducted from your account and then at that point you probably forgot that you spent on it mm-hmm. and then you're budgeting lari budgeting lari and stuff uh, what I'm trying to say is like you know if you were to spend like uh, 20 ringgit on something on grab huh. buying maybe I don't know uh, some soup or something and then after a while, like, you get hungry and you're like, everybody's like, hey, anybody's hungry and then you order coffee. And after a while, you order tea, you order goreng pisang. You know, even the, the, mm-hmm. the pisang goreng guy from Brickfield also is on Grab. <laughs> Stuff that <laughs> was on so, <laughs> It's become so easy that we don't really think twice when we want to buy. Exactly. So it's like, so, so easy. you don't even think about the cost. It's the convenience driving over the cost. Yeah, like at, yeah. at massive rates. And when, when you sit down and realize, look at the bills and you realize like, whoa, we actually spend that much on Grab. But the thing is yeah. that even how you try to stop that, you kind of repeat again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And you wake up in the... Used to it, to the yeah, exactly. You know, especially, you know, during lunch time, just you might having a Zoom meeting at that point of time and then suddenly you're like, okay, I need to eat. I'm hungry. And then you're like, <laughs> okay, shall I go and like, you know, heat up something from the fridge or, <laughs> you know, goreng one telo or something. But... It will never happen. Uh, End up, you will be like, okay, let's just grab. What's on grab? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. It's, me it's, every it's week. merely like a grab promotion now even this podcast. It's like grab, grab, everything grab. I, I, I'm not sure if you, re- if you follow this uh, 
our BFM founder, Mr. Malik Ali. I'm not sure if he's a dato. Sorry if I pronounce him wrongly. It's Mr. Malik Ali. Uh, he was the founder of BFM. And I think uh-huh. he's also uh, running a financial, you know, finance tech company at the moment. He's founded uh-huh. a new one. Um, Google him, guys. is a great, great uh, entrepreneur of our uh, country. And uh, yeah, I was following one of his posts that he was saying, talking about Shopee's credit system. Similar to what Grab is doing now, Shopee's also introduced the same like credit system. So you like you can literally buy anything. Like say they will give you like okay, thousand ringgit credit or two thousand ringgit credit. You can buy anything you want from that credit, and you pay later. Like like the country mm-hmm. is already. I mean, like everybody is already in like a debt. Like you know. Like we always spend a lot of things, and our credit cards are like swiped up left, right, center, everywhere, right? And in when these kind of companies are giving credit systems, it, it's crazy to think like how this is going to be like, you know, how we, everybody's going to fall for this trap. Like, uh, oh, it's okay, it's little by little, it's only hundred, it's only two hundred, I'll pay later. And it's like a credit card, you know, like after a while, you you don't realize it, it it you know you buy all these things and then you own and they're going to come after you for this money after that's like it's not free so you got to pay this end of the day you know yeah. so i i assume it's just like how you it's same like credit cards like if you abuse credit cards you're going to get into trouble so the same thing uh you abuse this uh, you're going to get into trouble but what's scary is because of the impulsive nature of how we buy things tying that together with credit systems like this is a recipe for disaster on a personal finance level. I'm pretty sure these companies know what they're doing and they're doing it on purpose. Yeah, of course, right? It's like like they have like tons of people studying on how user behavior patterns, blah, 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 whatnot. Mm-hmm. It, it's scary, but uh, I hope there's some regulations, you know, over this. Um, the bank, national banks, like our Bank Nagara or somebody has to like, you know, look at this and say like, you guys got to make it more you know, I mean, not don't make it too easy for us to spend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially at this point of time, and it's like you all are, you know, people are still, still some are cooked up at home, and uh, and um, you know, not much of traveling. So you, the only thing you get the dopamine effect is just to buy things. Yeah. <laughs> right? So we are. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the gist of it. What's your takes on it? So as you can see, like it's easy if you're a Malaysian, you live in Malaysia, working in Malaysia, uh, want to continue life in Malaysia. It's really easy to get into this uh, slippery slope uh, of debt. I know people yang from before the pandemic, they're like, uh, the But then after the pandemic, they they fall into like this, uh, much addiction with like shop buying from Shopee because it's like so easy to get to get your items from. Yeah, one click I, away. Yeah, it's yeah, everything is away. too easy. The pandemic changed how we spend our money. But despite that being ni, um, I think before the pandemic, right, there's still macam for me. Okay, at least for me, I still found it hard to stick to a budgeting plan. Like yeah, the the pandemic definitely made it worse. But like, I feel this main problem has been around for a while. Mm-hmm. How can we actually like make the right decisions as a Malaysian? Chum? I I just give my thoughts on that quickly. The whole um, uh, perception here is dealing with emotions. Mm. We need to deal with emotions. We need to control our impulsive nature, 
and mm. uh, we need to build a discipline around it. So if you look at it, budgeting is not new. Um, if it's been there for ages, we but we never do it right. But the old school budgeting, you know, just putting down on a spreadsheet how much you make this month and what are you uh spending on on and on average every month. Just comparing it side to side will give you. Sometimes it's mind boggling to just stare at like, whoa, I spent on all these things, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you, mm-hmm. it, that kind of shock is important because then that sets you emotionally afraid. Like, okay, mm-hmm. this is serious here. This is that much spending is not good. But until you see it physically on a you know on a side by side basis, how much you earn and how much you spend, and what's the inflow like, what's the outflow like that's when you really uh, kind of like get your get your stuff together i feel you will mm-hmm. because that so pressure basically that like tra- tracking your yes your tracking your expenses. expenses putting it on a mm-hmm. on a sheet and just don't track your expenses try to categorize them like grab mm-hmm. for example like grab how much have you been spending on grab mm-hmm. and then like categorize by by grab by uh, you know petrol uh, your toll money. I mean, these days we don't travel much, but yeah, toll or you know, touch and go is another one. It's like there's all these things on e wallet. So you start spending using e wallet to buy, you know, your coffee or something like that. I heard so you gotta... that uh, touch and go now they're like coming up with the that system where you can top up your touch and go. Yeah, like that's app. actually funny. I mean, that's another topic actually, but <laughs> it's actually cool. Uh, that that card is due to be topped up. Like, you do you realize that? Uh, if this pay direct thing that when you go and touch and go on the highway, uh, uh-huh. it, it, it deducts your e-wallet, right? Instead of deducting yeah. the card. So even if you don't have money in the card, it'll deduct your pay direct. But if you go to certain, I mean, most of the parking outlets, they don't have the pay direct system. So you get so used to using the card in the highway without money and then you go into the parking and then uh, you uh-huh. and you pay and then you're like, oh, damn, I got no money here. And then you're stuck. It doesn't link. <laughs> then there's no easy way to to top up immediately either the card is like you have to go to the shell you know the shell counter or something like that at the petrol counter and get it topped up but there's no oh. like you know online way to top it up system so, offline day. yeah so <laughs> that's like it's like a big problem here like you can you're promoting this e-wallet but you can't use the card for the for the you know just going into the um, shopping complex but that's supposed to be coming soon like, for all the shopping complex will add the pay direct system and all that. But for now, I think this is a welcome update because it's due like lama lama dah. Mm-hmm. Like with this, it'll be finally you can just tap your phone and NFC and yeah. all those things and then yeah, you get your money onto the card. And then yes, I think it's cool. But then again, so that is also a cost. So you'll be now be easy to top up. So you'll be <laughs> topping up, topping up, topping up and you've been using your e-wallet for every single thing. <laughs> that oh, uh, talking about the touch and go thing. Uh, last uh-huh. time uh, we saw, like, uh, we were at the toll and we saw the car in front of us had like touch and go total one thousand ringgit inside. <laughs> to so a I'm Singaporean, guessing, uh, I think. I'm guessing this person uses like his touch and go for every single thing to like pay. Yeah, it's true. I mean, when payments get easier, you you tend to put everything digitally. It's good. It's convenient. Not not against it. Or what by any nature, but the very fact that you use it for everything, you need to start tracking what you use it for. So mm, back yeah. to the budgeting sheet. 
categorize every single expenditure and then do an audit at the end of the month. Like if it's um, you're listening, uh, this podcast probably in sometime early February. So if it's end of January, you could probably look at the last day of January, the 31st of Jan, and see, okay, what did you spend and categorize them? And like, realize quickly that there are certain categories that is enormously out of control. Like Grab probably would be like, whoa, you're spending like that much money on Grab? Like literally, that's not me. You know, you you will try to question yourselves and your beliefs. Like, I don't do that. <laughs> but hey, just out of curiosity, how much did you actually spend? Who? Cool. <laughs> no, you can go up to like you know in in one k or in something like that. You you could get to that level. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, I mean, I've known people who spend more than that too, lah. But then, <laughs> just let's just put for a figure. You say you spend thousand ringgit on Grab when you should be spending yeah. like way less or something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, those who can afford effort lah. Nobody's saying it's not, it's not, it's not a bad thing to do. If you can spend five thousand and Grab, spend lah. Nobody is saying this is wrong. <laughs> what I'm saying is that if you spend five thousand on Grab and you make five thousand, that's a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so what I'm trying to sadly, come to the point. Sadly, <laughs> that's the reality. I will. Like. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. It, I mean, don't don't you know don't uh judge your spending based on somebody else's spending because that guy probably may be earning more so he's mm-hmm. spending on like 5-6k on Grab is nothing because he's probably earning I don't you know maybe 15-20k but if you're earning 5k make sure your budget I mean your Grab's expenditure is not 5k lah, you know otherwise you're going to ask for <laughs> trouble actually like before the the Touch and Go became the e-wallet I think that I was as close as I got to putting my money in a bucket like as in uh, okay before then I did not have savings mm-hmm. but I did have like a touch and go toll pile for my because I travel a lot so um, although I run out of money anywhere else my touch and go always have like enough to pass toll lah if, like, if not I cannot go to work and whatnot. yeah if only like there was some kind of cut that that macam, macam, macam touch and go right now like Farah said it's like an oyster cut you can just uh, use it for everything right but if they can help us like put limits on um, on like if you check your MAE app or Maybank to you app they now they are categorizing your expenses automatically kalau food masuk food and whatnot. Yep, so yep. The, the data collected technology is there if you can just like like every month you can set key in what you need apa? the amount in your buckets and then this it will manage it for you you know like oh you yeah. spend maximum on your food now no no way yeah, that's yeah. true. That there is this platforms like platforms with that have these like wallet kind of system should start doing that. That's true, yeah. but they won't because they want to just spend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the banks, I probably I think will need to help that with unless the bank wants you to spend as well. But uh, there are apps like Spendy and all those things. I've tried a couple of apps, but my user experience with it uh, not so good because uh, after a while it's a chore to like key in everything. Mm-hmm. Every time, you know. So I can I guess the best best person to come up with such apps is the the bank because your debit card is linked to everything. Even if you reload for Grab or you you use payments for Grab, I use my debit card for even for Grab. So best person to come up with what you just said here, me I think should be the banks. That will make life much easier if I can just categorize everything and then at the end of the month I'm like, okay, am I over the budget? for this category or am I in budget? That will be much easier. 
But till then, stick to your spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah. Me and Saren, we're using Excel sheets. OG. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> old school. I mean, it, it, it does, it's, it's, it serves its purpose. Uh, no uh. fancy app, but it does really its purpose. I think one more thing, uh, just before we, we conclude our advice here, um, having two separate bank helps. Um, one for income and one for spending so that you don't uh, overlap these things. So especially in this digital age, I mean, those days, I think our parents could get away with, you know, a single bank account and, you know, they'll be always on top of their finances. But because of a digital life and nature, this this generation, we really need two banks. So just one that just like jump out all your whatever you make in there and don't think about it and then just transfer the budgeted amount saja to your to your cash account, your your expenses bank account. That is uh-huh. one first step before you do your budgeting uh, on a daily basis, so that you know if you're going low in this account, you probably really are spending somewhere that is not supposed to be spending, mm-hmm. and uh, that would give you a probably a good panic attack to say, okay, stop for the month. <laughs> I really the what gets me is always the line line pile. Line line pile. What's that? Like, macam, kan we have our plan pass, like the food, grab and whatnot. Uh-huh. And then, like, lain-lain ni macam, I did not plan to pay insurance this month. So, okay lah. <laughs> so, I put in lain-lain. Or like, this bill naik. So, it's not in my whatever. Right, right. So, it's lain Or like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, ni, ni, this is my favorite one. No, okay, my least, not my favorite one lah, but like. <laughs> okay, you, 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 you don't have anything going on lah. And then. It's someone's birthday and then you have to buy a present. <laughs> oh, car. I, I, thought thought gonna, gonna, I thought you were going to talk about how like your car tiba-tiba kena pergi repair. <laughs> so that one goes into the line-line part yeah, as well. That was me like maybe three years ago when I frequently crashed my car. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. Maybe that can be our next topic. How to not crash your car. <laughs> <laughs> how to service your car properly. Oh uh, yeah. No, that, that is a deeper... Oh yeah, actually... Yeah, I mean, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, but guys, we that, have our next topic. Because as a uh, apa, how do what do I call myself? Uh? A proud my view owner. A proud my view owner. Uh, as a generation Y, young. Uh, okay lah. Like, just to be upfront with you guys, I have like three elder siblings, mm-hmm. so I'm like the second gen. Um, like my siblings like they got their stuff together. So, I'm one of the siblings yang I didn't know how to, how a car works. I know lah, but like, I didn't know like, like, if you want to take it to the shop to repair, uh, probably kena ketuk by the, the store owner. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but I'm that kind of person lah. I did not know um how much to repair this or what's wrong with the car. Like, I just drive the car like, it's just a car, you know, like, it's, it runs on battery or something. And then, I get into this accident and whatnot. And, and no one really told me, you know, like, 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 okay, yeah, I should find out for myself. But like, while my family was like, wait, what? Ni pun you don't know. Ah. But then again, like, I mean, where was I supposed to know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Wangsaku don't, I don't, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, hey, I now, exactly. N- yeah. now that we have, like, 
now that we already have the topic, so we can see from like three perspectives the person who's experienced in that, like as in yeah. Saren, and Ami who's like getting into that, <laughs> in the and then there's me who Garuda. doesn't have a car. Baruna start. Yes. Baruna, Buddha yes. Baruna up. So like that lah. Baruna. Uh, this is. Baruna. Yeah, I like that. Buddha. Wang Saku adalah episode untuk Buddha nak baru up. So guys, here is it. This is Wang Saku. You're you are listening to Saravanan, Ame, and Farah. We hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as we enjoyed recording this. In future episodes, uh, do let us know by any ways if you can find a way to contact us. Uh, please let us know if you have any any topics that you would like us to discuss. Uh, the main motive of this podcast is simply hoping that this will be a good guide for the upcoming generation. Uh, there's a lot of um, struggles going on. At this point of time, and uh, we hope everybody is uh, uh, doing their best to get back on track. And uh, until then, signing off, Saravanan, Ami, and Farah. See you guys next week. Bye bye.